0: Jewish audio on Kaban.org. Sometimes we are so filled with gratitude, so filled of appreciation for what we have, that all we want to do is just simply close our eyes and say thank you with all our heart. But often we feel like that's not enough. It's not good enough. Who am I to say thank you to God for all the blessings he gives me? What can I really do to show my appreciation? If I was a great scholar. Perhaps I can share deep words of Torah. If I was a wonderful cantor, perhaps I can sing incredible melodies to him. If I was a beautiful painter, perhaps I can draw a beautiful painting for the synagogue. But I'm just a simple person. I'm a simple Jew. How can I truly express my thanks and my gratitude to the one above? And this is where I want to share with you this week's message. This week's Torah portion begins where Moses tells the Jewish people, after so many years of slavery in Egypt, and then wandering in a desert for 40 years, you will finally enter the land that God is giving you. And you'll be so thankful. You'll be so appreciative for the gift of the beautiful land. You're going to want to thank God. What can you do? It's very simple. Just bring the finest fruits from your fields, and bring it to God as an offering. That's all I want you to do. The mitzvah of Bikurim. There's a message here. When we want to express our thanks and our appreciation to God, we don't need to be the best singer in the world, the best scholar, the best teacher, the best beseecher. All we need to be is the best version of ourselves. Every one of us has the ability to reach within our heart and take out the finest and the best that we can offer that we can bring to the table. Go to your field and bring the finest fruit. Go into yourself and bring out the finest version of yourself that you can offer to God. That's all you need to do. And if the finest version of yourself is so much less than the person next to you, that's fine. Because God is not asking you to be the best neighbor. God is not asking you to be the best the other. God is asking you to be the best of you. And that's the message of Bikurim. This week's story, every time I share this story, I get deeply moved because I so relate to the main character of the story. Let's call him Joseph. Joseph was a very simple Jew. He worked really hard all day in the fields. Then he would come to evening services every night in the synagogue. And between the afternoon and evening service, the rabbi would give a short Torah class. And he didn't really understand what's going on. As I said, he was a very simple person. But he would pick up a little bit here and there. And one week... He heard the rabbi teaching about the special offerings that Jewish people would bring in the Holy Temple. And the rabbi shared that in the temple there was many different vessels. One of the most beautiful vessels in the temple was something called the shulchan, which means the table. This was a 12-shelf table that had upon it 12 loaves of bread. And every week they would bake this bread and it would last an entire week. It was a miracle in its own right. And it would represent the idea that we are recognizing that the source of all our blessings and all our livelihood and all our bread comes from God above. That's what the table represents. Now, my friends, you see, there's a very important part of this story. And that is that in order to bring the bread to the temple, it had to be done by the holy priests themselves. They would sanctify themselves and purify themselves. And then they would bake the bread. And when they would bake the bread... They would leave it there for a week, and afterwards it would be divided up as an offering for God. Now this man came home that night with much excitement, and he told his wife, My dear wife, I'm so excited to share something with you. This is unbelievable. Listen to this. You know, we have always want to show our thanks to God for all the blessings we have, our beautiful children and our simple home. I have a great idea. Everyone knows you're such a great baker. You make such wonderful challah. The rabbi taught us that in the holy temple they would break loaves of bread and put it on the sacred gold shelves for God. Let's break challah this week, special challah, and I'll bring it to God. His wife loves the idea. She says, but Joseph, where will you put it? We don't have a temple anymore. How will you bring it to God? He thinks about it and he says, I have a great idea. In the synagogue there's the holy ark. The holy ark is the most sacred part of the entire temple. I will... Take the ark, the door, the the, chala, the loaf of bread and put it inside the ark together with the Torahs for God. With so much joy, they spend three days preparing, choosing the finest flour and singing and dancing as they prepare this chala. And finally, Friday morning, early in the morning, when no one is around, Joseph comes to the synagogue and he looks right into the left. No one's there. He puts the delicious challah inside the ark. And he goes home and he's waiting with much anticipation for Saturday morning. Because Shabbat morning is when they take the Torah out of the ark and they will finally read the Torah. He is so excited to see what's going to be when they open the ark. And the next morning as they open the ark, he pushes his way to the front. That people are wondering, what is he doing? He really knows how to read. Why is he pushing his way to the front? But he pushes his way to the front. And as he gets there. He looks inside the ark as they open the ark to take at the Torah. And to his great surprise and delight, the ark is empty. The delicious challah is not there. He's so excited. He could barely wait for services to be over. He runs home and he screams as he walks into the house God took it. He accepted it. He embraced our gift. And the husband and wife started dancing, and they had such ecstasy, such joy, such a feeling of closeness to God. My dear friends, the story went on the next week. This time she brought two challahs because she was so excited that God accepted their challah. And sure enough, the next week, the challah was once again not there and the ark the following morning. This went on for a few weeks. Everybody noticed there was a special spiritual energy about Joseph and his wife. They were so happy, so positive, so connected to God, and no one knew why. But they kept it a secret. They didn't want anybody else to do the same because they wanted to be the only ones to give their challah to God. And sure enough, my friends, this was the fourth week. This time, the rabbi came early Friday morning to prepare his sermon for Shabbat. And as he's standing there in the bimah preparing his sermon, he hears the doors open, and he quietly watches how Joseph walks in with a bag in his hand. He doesn't say a word. Joseph walks up to the ark. He's about to say, stop, what are you doing? But he decides to wait and see what's going to happen. And as Joseph opens up the ark and puts the challah bread inside, All of a sudden, the shamash, the assistant, the cleaner, who organizes the synagogue for Shabbat every week, walks in. And as he walks in, he notices Joseph standing at the ark with the doors open. And he shouts, what's going on? What are you doing? Don't touch the ark, it's holy. And as he comes closer, Joseph very embarrassingly says, "Um, I'm, I'm giving an offering to God. I'm giving an offering to God. And the assistant starts laughing, giving an offering to God. (laughs) Ha ha ha. You think God wants your challah? You think God takes your challah? And Joseph says, yes, he does. He's been taking it every week for the last four weeks. And the cleaner turns to Joseph and laughs so hard and says, (laughs) Ha ha, that's what it's from. I was wondering which idiot is putting hot, fresh challah in the ark. Who puts bread in an ark? You're crazy. Every week I've been enjoying it with my family, trying to figure out who's doing that. I must say the challah was delicious, but don't ever do that again. It's a holy ark. It's desecrating the ark, to put it there. And at that moment, Joseph couldn't believe it. He started crying. All the excitement, all the emotion, all the joy, all the ecstasy dissipated in a moment. Not only was God not accepting his bread, but he was desecrating the ark by doing so. And the rabbi looks up and the rabbi says, Joseph, he is right, it is not appropriate for you to do that. Don't do that again. Joseph leaves the synagogue brokenhearted. He comes home and he tells his wife the story and they both sit there and cry for hours. My dear friends, open up your hearts for the end of the story. That evening, the rabbi has a dream. And in the dream, an angel appears to him. And the angel says, The time has come for you to die. Your time has ended. What? What do you mean? I'm a young man. It can't be. The angel said, You need to go to the famous Arizal, the holy rabbi, Isaac Luria, who lives in the city of Tzvat, the same city where you live in. Go tomorrow morning before services immediately, and he will tell you what you can do to save your life. The rabbi could not sleep the rest of the night. As soon as dawn breaks, he runs to the home of Rabbi Isaac Luria, the holy Ari, who lived in the same city where the story took place, the holy city of Tzvat in Israel. And he tells him the whole story, and he cries, he says, what did I do? And Rabbi Isaac Lurio the Ari looks at him and says, 3,000 years ago the temple was destroyed. And since then God has missed the joy and the pleasure that he would derive from the holy bread and the holy temple from the holy priests. Thousands of years have gone by and God never had that gift. Finally, thanks to the simplicity and the sincerity of Joseph and his wife, the challah that he put in the ark that came from such a sincere place brought so much joy to God above and you took it away. because of that, you will die. He says, please, Rabbi, what can I do to fix this? The Rabbi closes his eyes and he says, there's one thing you can do. Today, before the Torah is read, you need to stand up in front of the entire congregation and you need to tell them the story. You need to tell them what happened. You need to share with them about the incredible joy that the simplicity and the sincerity of Joseph brought God. And remind them and teach them. Let this be a teaching moment. That it doesn't matter. If you're the holiest or the greatest, what matters is that you reach into your heart and you talk to God and you thank Him and you connect with Him from a place of sincerity and wholesomeness. This, my friends, is a story. And this is what i leave you with. Reach into yourself and bring your finest fruits to the one above. Shabbat shalom.